New York City holds a 60,000 person concert. Amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, ISIS poses security threat to Americans trapped in Afghanistan, and the Taliban sits on trillions of dollars in resources as China gets friendly to them. Reading to all this and more in just one second, please drop the like, subscribe to the post notifications on every single day. If you can click that share button, if you can click the like button, go subscribe to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps right now. Go subscribe. Also, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, please become a channel member it's the only way this show can keep going is if you guys support it now let's get right into this so New York City holds a 60,000-person concert amid vaccine mandates. Now, as you can see, there's going to be videos. So there's one image that somebody uploaded. It seems to be, I would probably say, 90 to 95% maskless. In this one photo, I only see one person wearing a mask. Actually, two. But it's outdoors. Regardless, it, this is still against the CDC's recommendations. Now, this is another video that was posted up. From Newsmax, while Afghanistan evacuation crisis continues and the Hurricane Henry approaching, Twitter took to criticizing the optics of Senate Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer dancing with unmasked comedian Stephen Colbert in New York City homecoming concert on Saturday. I'm going to mute it. Um, and Stephen Colbert, completely maskless, coming out dancing with the Democrat politicians. Oh my God, he's such a queer the way he's dancing. Um, isn't this funny coming from, a, yeah, <laughs> nobody sees a problem with this, that I guess the political commentators, the political pundits are out there dancing with Democrat politicians. I mean, clearly, obviously, clearly he's completely in bed and completely has a radical left wing bias if he's out there dancing with them like that. He's not out there to criticize their administrations or, or their leadership. He's out there to, to cheer for them. And dance with them. So amid New York City's vaccine mandate, the city held the We Love New York City homecoming concert in Central Park. The concert had roughly 60,000 people in attendance, most of whom uh, wore no mask despite CDC guidance. Mayor Bill de Blasio pretended, pretends to be the concerned with the pandemic and saving lives, but yet... He only steps in in places where power can be gained. If the pandemic was still so serious and so dangerous that it was necessary to strip all unvaccinated Americans of free will, why would de Blasio allow for a 60,000-person maskless concert with no social distancing? It seems quite counterproductive to the alleged goal of stopping the spread. Americans should be able to go about their lives and do as they please regardless of vaccination. The issue, however, is hypocrisy of elected officials who are clearly scrambling for power. Bill de Blasio himself made an appearance on stage during the concert, no understanding that the concert defeats the purpose of the vaccine mandate he wrote into law. The concert was thwarted by rain and lightning. About halfway through the event, attendants were forced to evacuate the, present, uh, the, the premises. Well, there you have it. During the midst of a, of, of a worldwide COVID pandemic, the, the worst thing to ever come into existence ever before the the thing that forced us all to stay inside the thing that forced us all to wear a muzzle the thing that's forcing us all to get a vaccine is completely irrelevant because guess what the mayor new york city the people where they're acting like it's the worst thing possible can host a sixty thousand person concert in the midst of a pandemic now Personally, I don't care. You want to have your party? People want to go to that party? People want to do their thing? Hey, that's up to them. I really can care less. The problem I have is that these people are just wildly, massively hypocritical. It's either that's the worst thing ever or it's not. So let's see, COVID-19 cases, uh, New York City COVID-19 cases. We're going to look up the cases right now in New York City. Okay, I'm pulling up on stage. <laughs> on stage, on screen. So these are the cases in New York, New York City. 
Uh, obviously, it's far from the height that it's seen in March, and then it plummeted as low as around in the hundreds of cases a day. And then look, it is actually right now on the rise. Why would you have, I mean, this is the thing, it's like, I'm using their logic against them. Me personally, I can care less. I think you should be having these parties. I think you should be doing whatever you want. But if this is coming from the people who are acting like this is the worst thing to, that has ever existed, it's going to wipe out the entire nation and everybody who does not follow their guidance and their guidelines, why on earth would you have such a concert that could result in being a super spreader during a time where you're seeing increased cases. If anything, you think back in June, where there was only like 100, 200 new cases a day, where their seven-day average was in the 200s. You think you would have that party then, not when the, the seven-day average is, is 2,000, 2.4,000 seven-day average peak. You think that they would have their party around June, not in August, where it went increasing and mandates are starting to come back stricter. So let's hope, let's hope. Are we going to be allowed to dine indoors without a mask anymore? Are we going to be allowed to open our businesses? Are we going to still be forced with the jab in New York City? Probably, probably. But hey, if you're a Democrat politician, you can host all the parties you want. If you're a Democrat, you can host all the parties you want. Even if you're a Democrat pundit, you can do whatever you want. If you're a governor, if you're a state senator, as long as you have the D next to your name and you're a person of power uh, or of influence, guess what? You can do whatever you want because that is the, the, the tier society that the Democrats want you to live in. You remember all these, I don't really watch them too much anymore, but if you notice one thing, from a lot of these dystopian movies uh, where it's like a futuristic dystopian. Guess what? They're socialist dystopian futures. And you'll notice that they do this in filmmaking where the, the world will be mostly gray, mostly color, colorless, pretty bland. And who are the people who are filled with color? Who are the people filled with life, I guess? Who are the people that you look at? And, and, and who are the people in those movies or in these bats of fiction that focus on art, something completely useless, Com completely useless when the society is crumbling, they're spending millions of dollars on art and how they look and how they dress in a dystopian future. That's socialism. The people at the top are the people who will come out. What I think the Hunger Games, let me see your real quick. Hunger Games, bad guy. I think the Hunger Games, uh, not, not the bad girl maybe. I think there was a... I think it might have been, oh, yeah, yeah, this, look, this is the perfect example right here. This is socialism right here. This is, from, this is just one example. It's like from the Hunger Games, you can see she's in the dull colors, or the, you know, the, the, the protagonist of the movie is in the dull colors. She's part of the people who are struggling, dull colors up there. And then, boom, you go over and you look over at the, the bad person, the one who is on her ivory towers, she's all dressed up, colorful, uh, you know, uh, fashiony, and she's extremely pale. I think that's very important because in being extremely pale, you're not out there working in the fields. You're indoors all the time. You're indoors all day. You're not really working. You're, you're just controlling uh, society. And I think they did that extremely extremely well in this movie, a movie I never really saw, but, you know, you see the clips of it, you get the gist of it, um, you know, she and, and she's always dressed up in these overly flamboyant uh, outfits, uh, you know, showcasing this type of wealth and privilege above other people, and this is exactly what socialism is. It's everybody below them 
And I found it pretty ironic that, you know, self-proclaimed socialist uh, 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 Lady Gaga pretty much kind of did the same exact thing. She, she, she dressed up uh, similar to like a Hunger Games type of privileged person, I guess. Um, and I just find that completely ironic that that, that is the world of socialism. And this was another perfect picture I put up on screen. That is socialism, okay? Where the people at the top are incredibly privileged and they get to tell the little peons, the little people below them, what to do and how to do it. And they're the ones actually, you know, whatever. You, you, you get the gist of what I'm saying here. So ISIS now poses a security threat to Americans trapped in Afghanistan. Just when you thought the situation in Cabal couldn't get much worse, it did. Not only has a Taliban taken over the country, but Al-Qaeda is there and ISIS boys just showed up. Well-played Democrats. CNN reported that the U.S. military is establishing alternative routes to the Cabal airport because of the threat of terror group ISIS-K poses to the airport and surroundings. As President Joe Biden met with senior officials Saturday to discuss the security situation in Afghanistan, the counterterrorism operation against the Islamic State offshoot. Now, before I read more about the, the exacts of what's going on, do you remember under Trump when ISIS was vir virtually completely obliterated? Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing an, uh, an increase. The Taliban, they, they, were, they were nothing. They were, they were, there was nothing going on with the Taliban. There's almost nothing going on with ISIS under Trump's administration. All of a sudden, Biden comes in, and we're seeing all these these terror organizations just popping up back out of nowhere into mass power. So, continuing, Americans in Afghanistan have been advised not to attempt reaching the airport. The alert ordered by the U.S. Embassy claimed that the potential security threats outside the airport. A message to the embassy website said, because of the potential security threat outside the gates of the Kubal airport, we were advising U.S. citizens to avoid traveling to the airport and avoid airport gates at the time unless you receive individual instructions from the U.S. government representative to do so. So see, the U.S. embassy has issued a warning for Americans not to travel to the airport of Kubal because of the threat of ISIS. I can't believe they're back. Trump took them out. This is so bad. Defense Officials claim that the alternative routes are being established. They say that Taliban are aware of this plan and are working with the United States to implement it. One might wonder if it is an honest or good faith attempt at the alliance or an ambush. The Taliban do have the incentive to work with the U.S. The sooner Americans are out of the country, the sooner they can declare the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. The Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, that is going to be a hotbed of terror, okay? And these terrorists are not going to be just having resources and weaponry in an entire country. They're going to be having lots and lots of money, lots of money to fund whatever they want. If, they're, if, if they want something to go boom in America, they, they got now the resources and the power to make whatever they want go boom, go boom. And that's a scary thought that, uh, it, it, this is what happens when you like Democrats. This is what happens when you like Biden. This is what we've warned everybody about. Every single thing that's been happening, we've been warning everybody about. So the Taliban is sitting on trillions of dollars in resources as China gets friendly. Now, guess what? Also, uh, Afghanistan is pretty much worth more than Apple. That is right. This is posted from two days ago. How China may benefit from Afghanistan's estimated $3 trillion in mineral reserves. Warner, that's only $3 trillion in minerals and reserves. Now let's look up uh, Apple market cap. Apple market cap is 
four five trillion, and Apple's pretty much been constantly peaking. So yeah, the the Taliban is literally sitting on more money than Apple is worth, uh, and that's just with resources. That's not including the, having access to the entire country as a whole. So Kubal has fallen. The Taliban has taken control of Afghanistan. China has since swept in, ready to lend recognition to the terrorist-run state. Why might China do this? Someone tweeted out: Afghanistan is located in the heart of Asia. Uh, is located in the heart of Asia is small but rich and country holding trillions of dollars in natural resources, including all these minerals, uh, lithium, uranium, and copper. And they have price points shown of how much of what uh, is there. Brown reported, China has uh, scoured the globe for natural resources to feed its, uh, its growth, sinking billions into Peruvian oil fields or Colbert mines, in the Democrat Republic of Congo. Now it is needed to look no further than next door. Afghanistan, maybe. A footnote in the handwriting of the Taliban's lightning victory has been a concern of the strategic minerals that have now control. A decade ago, U.S. government reported estimated $1 trillion plus the motherload of valuable metals and stones beneath Afghan soil. Among resources now controlled by the Taliban are reserves of rare metals absolutely essential to the production of electronic devices and weaponry. Taliban has also found themselves in ownership of the American military equipment like Scan Eagle drones, Black Hawk helicopters, MPA, MRAPs, Humvees, and hundreds of thousands of other weapons. This is thanks to the poor leadership and military strategy of the White House. Um, and they're just showing. Now, that's the thing. Now, this is the thing that it, see, China will, has already announced that it's willing to do business with the new Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. According to Marin's Taliban leaders have come fo- forward claiming that the Chinese can't believe that Americans walked away from this asset. This is incredibly scary and incredibly scary thought. And it, it is only bad. Not only is this empowering our enemies like China. This is empowering terrorist organizations and terrorist groups. They're literally, the Taliban has more money than Jeff Bezos. The Taliban has more worth and value than I would say Apple, Amazon, and Google combined now. That is insane. You know how in Dubai, they all got that oil money? Now they got, ooh, that's gonna, it's gonna make these Dubai Arabs look poor. Because China is going to come in, I'll give you a couple hundred billion, give you a couple hundred billion, just let us come in with our mines and our drilling or whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. Or, or the Taliban, I'm sure they probably don't have the coordination or the, or the ability to put up mining excavations themselves. So someone's going to come in, people are going to get paid hundreds of billions of dollars, probably trillions of dollars total. So much money. This is empowering people who want to make us go boom and empowering a country that wants to take over the entire world's economy in competition with the United States. Literally, this is stuff that is so bad. This is like if you had 10 years of bad things constantly happening, that has literally happened all in one week. Absolutely insane. But that's what happens when you elect Democrats. Don't know how we're going to get out of this one. We're going to have to wait three years to get Trump back in office. And we got to pray to God that we can secure the election. And then we're going to have three years of this. It's been eight months. We're going to have three years of this. 
And then by the time Trump comes in, it might be too late to even do anything with Afghanistan if China and Russia or whoever moves in. You can't go there and, and take it back at that point. Now you're going to go into a war with, with China. We're watching in real time right now through our very eyes the complete and utter destruction of America. And we just got to hope and pray. There's almost nothing that we can do right now to get a leader in there that can actually do the right thing. Oh, you're going to impeach Biden. Oh, yeah, that's never going to work ever in a billion years. And best case scenario, you win and you get Kamala in there. And it's the same exact people running the show. Then you impeach again. And then you get Pelosi. The same exact people running the show. It's never going to work. Never going to happen. Empty gestures. At least do something that, that could actually lead to a win or lead to an eventual benefit and stop with these emotional things these emotional you're you're emotionally rooting for xyz to happen because it makes yourself feel good making yourself feel good and making things good are two completely different things oh you're gonna impeach you're gonna impeach biden and you support it because it makes you feel good well, it doesn't do any good, okay? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Just like the last impeachment attempt, get over it. It's nothing good's going to come from it. It's like the impeachment from Trump. Uh, it did nothing good for the Democrats. It's, it's say that for the very least. But hey, grifters are going to grift for attention. I would probably be doing the same exact thing if I was in office if I wanted attention. That's how I know it's a grift. Don't like me? I, I guarantee you, Taylor Greene is probably going to be filing probably two to three more impeachments before the end of <laughs> end of someone's term, either the end of her term or the end of Biden's term. It's only been eight months, and she already filed two, and this last one was kind of like a three-in-one impeachment. We're going to see at least two to three more impeachments coming from Taylor Greene that are literally not going to even go anywhere. Grift for attention, okay? Don't like what I'm saying? You, you could come back and apologize to me when you see that I'm right. Because if you notice one thing I like to call out, just like when I called out about big government Republicans, uh, Republicans doing big government orders, like I, I called out DeSantis and Abbott when, they, when I see them do a big government order that I don't think is right. Uh, I, I call things out. I, I like to tell us fellow Republicans truths that you don't want to hear that you need to hear. Typically on this podcast, I'd have to say the majority of people do agree after I go through the entire explanation. They're like, oh, wow, yeah, you make a good point. Well, usually when I, when I post on the 15-second Instagram videos, majority of the comments are hate comments, and I'm a rhino. I'm, I'm a rhino for saying what, I, what they don't want to hear. But I think that partially has to do with the fact that um, it, it's in short form— it's hard to get that explanation out. Because if you notice, if you see when I say something a little bit controversial to Republicans, and if you go into the comments, 99% of the time of what they say, I've already answered in the podcast, because that's what's good about having foresight. You know what people are going to say. You know how people are going to respond, so you can respond ahead of time. Granted, there might be one or two points in there that I don't cover, and I'll cover on a follow-up, and I'll just roast and destroy them and prove you wrong. When I think people are wrong. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. This episode will probably most likely be demonetized on Facebook and YouTube. So if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, or even if you're on the podcast app, please either become a Patreon member, YouTube channel member, a Facebook member. We greatly appreciate it. It helps keep this show going. 
helps fund this show. Um, if you're also watching anywhere else and you're watching and not listening, go subscribe to the full episode of the show, the Joey Salino Show, and all the podcast apps. If you can't become a member on any of these things, at least go subscribe to the podcast because I don't think the podcast, for the most part, doesn't get demonetized. So at the very least, you can go there. Also, at the very least, you can rate five stars on the podcast app, like and subscribe and comment just to add some engagement to the algorithm. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Peace out, guys.